week one's over. Everybody, let's just take a deep breath. You know, we're back. We're going to break down week one of Boom Goes the Dynamite, and you'll hear some other sports stories. Fellas, how are we doing today? It's popping. Doing good. Feel good. Yeah, Zab, well, good to have you back. Um, we missed your last podcast. Where are we at? Oh, I, I actually don't remember what I was doing, so nothing too uh, exciting to be talking about. Fair. Booby, how was the weekend? Chill. Didn't do a lot. You heard about my expensive weekend the weekend before, so I played low. Yeah, I can't believe that after last weekend, I still decided to you know throw some back pretty heavily this yeah, weekend. Yeah, you were hammered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So, all right. So, let's talk about, you know, around the sports for a little bit here. Um, some baseball stuff off the bat. You know, shout out Lang again. Albert Pujols now moves to fourth all-time in the home runs list. Yeah. You know, big, big, big weekend for Pujols. Um, 797, right? Yeah. Oh, 697. Sorry, I keep doing that. That's all right. 697. 697 for an all-timer. I really want to see him get to 700. I think everybody does, even though, you know, the Cardinals-Brewers thing. Still have always respected Pujols. Used to have a jersey myself, but, yeah, hope he gets to 700. That would be sick. Yeah, and uh, Mike Trout actually did something that's pretty rare. He He had a home run in seven straight games thus far, which is actually insane and, like, so Zach's not a big baseball guy, and maybe some people out there aren't. Booby, can you put that baseball stat into terms for, like, a basketball stat? I mean, he literally homered, like, a week straight worth of games. What would that be as, like, a basketball stat, though? I don't know if that's, like, a great comparison, but I'd say, like, I don't know, putting up 40 points and – I really don't know what to compare it to. All I know is, is I've been riding that total base prop, betting on that, and it's been money, and I'm riding it till it falls off. I mean, Zach, the best way I can explain it, because Zach actually DM'd me the other day. Um, I forget there was a pitcher on the Braves that had like 16 strikeouts, and he was a rookie. <laughs> and Zach texted me. Strider, right? Sorry yeah, yeah. Zach texted me, though, and he goes, what does this mean in, like, basketball terms? I was like, literally, it's like a guy putting up, like, 70 points. That's the best I could explain it. Yeah, that's pretty absurd to strike out. You said 16? Yeah, I think it was 16. It's stupid. Kind of kind of blew my mind when you said there's seven outs in a baseball game. Obviously, I, I knew that. I just never thought about it. I mean, 16 of 27. It's got to do something to your team mentally, versing that. And he only threw eight innings. So really, essentially, it was only like 24 outs. So it makes it even better. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to see a perfect game here in the next couple of years. Somebody's got to do it. That's kind of the most – it's damn near one of the craziest things in sports. Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you who they're not going to do it against, and that's the Yankees because what Aaron Judge has been doing to the baseball – in recent months here is kind of insane. He's he's on track to either match the home run record or close to breaking it. So MVP, right? Oh god, yeah. AL MVP. It's not close. No. In the basketball world, um you've got Danilo Gallinari overseas was playing a game and actually tore his ACL. So he'll be out a majority of the year this upcoming year for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's a tough break for the Boston for sure. 
he was going to be a key piece off the bench for them. They were pretty deep. Um, I don't think that really – I don't think it affects them, like, dramatically, but come playoff time, that extra wing depth proves to be key every year for contending teams. So, remains to be seen what they look like next year anyways. And there was some shakeup in the Eastern Conference as Donovan Mitchell was actually traded to the Cavaliers. And I know this happened a little bit ago, and we could have touched on that last podcast, but we had a lot of information to get out to. And this was something we really wanted to talk about here. And, like, that's a huge move. Yeah, I mean, it caught everybody off guard. Probably my favorite move of the offseason. I just think him and Garland in the backcourt is a crazy good fit. Um, Mitchell won't have to operate as a point guard of his offense. I mean, he had Conley, but Conley isn't Garland. And you've also got Mobley, Jared Allen, and a bunch of defensive wings. They are pretty frisky next year for sure. But, you know, I don't think they really can tackle Giannis or who else do I like in the East next year. I mean, there's just a lot of teams. The East has gotten deep versus where it was two years ago when we won. Kind of felt like we were standing alone, and now there's probably like a good five or six teams I believe are a threat. Yeah, exactly. What seed do you think is the ceiling for the Cavaliers? I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say they avoid having to play in the play-in games. So, like, right at, like, six or five. Booby? I would say they were really good for a while last year. They were hovering around that one seed, like, like into 2022, right? I believe so. Like, they were right there um, with the Heat. I would say ceiling, best-case scenario, three. Wow. That's, that's a jump, but holy cow. That's best-case scenario. I think there's a wide range of possibilities for them. I mean, they've got the offensive firepower, and you already know what Mobley and Allen bring defensively. Like, I just really – you got Garland, who's going to give you 10 assists a game next year. I could almost lock that in. And Mitchell's going to have a great year with all the things that you have to worry about with that offense. Mobley's going to take a step. Like, they've got – Legit, maybe three all stars on the roster. Oh yeah, for sure. And, you and know, we're keep Allen an... was an all star last year, so like technically four. Like they're they're frisky, man. Like they're they're gonna be a really interesting team to watch. And I got league pass, so you bet I'm gonna be watching them. <laughs> well, we're gonna keep an eye on that, you know, as we get closer to basketball season and whatnot. But you know what people are here for, at least to hear for a little bit, is you know. Week one is in the books for Boom Goes the Dynamite, you know. And Doge, could you give us a rundown of the games and how they ended up this week? Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting week. Um, first off, our first overall pick took the dub over Liam, who was heavily criticized after the draft. And probably the best game of the week, it was a nine-point game, 163 to 154, an absolute shootout. Um, I'm sure Liam has a lot to say after that after outscoring the majority of the league, but a few guys. Um, yeah. Moving on, uh, we have Zabo 
beat me. It wasn't close at all. Um, his nope. team went off one sixty one to one thirteen. <laughs> uh, we'll get we can get into it more. So, I mean, the one thing I just want to point out is my best player had eight points, which is a really good sign. Looking at the depth, looked like Michael Thomas came back to life. And then just on my bench, just having multiple, I have like three guys over 18. Just it's a good feeling. Yeah, it was a really good week. Your whole team performed. My team, I'm not going to say that we threw up a stinker. It was just nobody blew up. Like my high score was 20 and I had like six other guys over 10 points. So like they like just were kind of pedestrian at best. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Moving on, though, Levi over Nick, 177 to 136. Levi's team, whoa. Uh, his receivers are an issue. Oh, gosh, yeah. Got some hot dookies this year. Yeah. Um, Burt's coming out of the gate strong with a 126 to 112 win over Adam. Um, Adam had some quarterback issues out the gate on Thursday night, followed by Kamara not having the best game that you'd imagine he would have. Um, Swift tried to get him back into that one, but over couldn't overcome. I mean, Verts 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 won that game with a goose egg as a starting running back. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You gotta keep an eye on Verts this year. Yeah, we'll definitely touch on Cam Akers here and our thoughts on that moving forward. Um, we had Lang over Reed. Um, Lang made some lineup errors. Not like errors, but he just didn't choose the right guys to start. And it didn't matter when the team universe puts up 75. Um, when your best player gives you 13 points on the week, that's not going to do it ever. Um, <laughs> It's a tough start for Boggs. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell went down too. That wasn't ideal. Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook didn't get it done. Tom Brady, that game on Monday night or Sunday night sucked. I hated watching that. Hey, shout out to Lang for reaching on Amon Ra. I mean, he dropped 20, so maybe that's not a reach. Yeah, Amon Ra came, came out just how he ended last year. Um, and then lastly, we have Joel over Mitch, 116 to 106. That game sucked. Was not an interesting game to watch or anything at all. It was so so boring. Yeah. Um, like, I'm watching my score and watching Joel's score, and, like, nothing's happening to both of them. I mean, Joel's defense went kind of insane. Pittsburgh had a good week. I mean, they picked off Burrow four times. And did you think kind of five. a good week? 25 points is absurd. Wait, what's that? You said you said kind of a good week. No, there's their their defense did not have 45, they had 25. I said 25. Well, they said 45. I mean, yeah, 25 is insane for a defense, yes. Well, you I said they, they, Joel's defense was kind of good. So I was saying. I was well, saying. You, you just look at the points they put up fantasy-wise and, like, Shit, they did so good. But, like, I was watching the game, and I'm sure all of you did. Like, how was that game even close? Because the Steelers don't have an offense. True, but <laughs> they turned someone over five times. Yeah, I mean, you'd think Burrow still finished with a solid day. Liam had Burrow. I think he finished close to 20 points, which is crazy with five turnovers. Like, I don't even know how that happened. 
But anyways, Joel, man, uh, Devontae Smith, Najee's hurt. CeeDee Lamb loses Dak. Whoa, like that, that is, he's probably got the toughest start to the year based on occurrences week one. Yeah, I was talking to him probably about 25 minutes ago, and he was like, we're looking at the standings. We got some moving. We'll talk about that in a sec. But he was like, I'm just not, you know, for off rip, can't freak out too early to do that. But he's not too confident as of right now. And speaking of movement, you know, off those wins from last week and projections, Jordan moves from projected seventh place to first place. Nick moves up from 11th place to fifth place. Levi moves up from 12th place to seventh. And then we have Lang is dropping from, what was it, fourth place to 11th place now. And Verts is actually who won, <laughs> but goes from sixth place to last place finish projected now. Yeah, that's that's wild. I don't get how that makes sense. That's There were some injuries. I mean, you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, it might be Cam Akers. I don't know what it is. But... It's in the doghouse. Yeah. He had some pretty bad fumbles in the playoffs last year. But he didn't even play at all. Like, you watched that game, and, like, he was – was he on the field? I mean, he no. played a little bit. I don't think I saw him in the first quarter. Yeah, no, he didn't play in the first quarter. And for that to be someone's running back one is actually absurd. So. Hey, sh- shout-out to Reed for getting the handcuff with Henderson. <laughs> He's got four of them, so you would hope one of them would hit. I mean, they, all of them did pretty solid besides Madison. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys want to get into the best players of the week? I mean, basically, we can just say every best wide receiver in the draft went stupid. Yeah, you couldn't really miss on a wide receiver. And if, Justin Jefferson, watching the Packer game, dude, destroy us. He's so good. You know, I saw Randy Moss graphic re-edited with Justin Jefferson, and... I think we're looking at a like generational type player with Jefferson. I mean, don't get me started with how good Jamar Chase looked, but the way Jefferson runs routes, just like Devontae, but Jair, I consider a top three corner, and he made him look stupid. Yeah, I mean, partially, like, I'm not taking away from Jefferson. He's amazing. He's going to have a good bet to be the best receiver in the NFL this year. I just can't get over what – Joe Barry was calling defensively the first half. I mean, do you remember the the crosser over the middle where literally who's who's announcing the game on Fox? I'm not even used to the commentators yet, but he's like, how is he that wide open? It's yep. like, how is he that wide open? What are we doing? That was Quay. That was our linebacker who was supposed to, I was listening to the draft. I don't know if it was normal. Greg Olson was doing that. Well, yeah, he, Quay got sucked up into the play action, and, like, everybody just – Everybody fouled. I think it was stealing, going deep across the left side. And it was just – there should never be a point in a football game where Justin Jefferson is the only player on the screen. (laughs) That should never happen. It shouldn't happen with any of the top receivers we're going to talk about right now. And it was just utter malpractice, the zone defense that we just continued to call rather than just try and man him up and send to, I don't know, Try something different. We did better than the second half, but, man, it was the first half as a Packer fan. I mean, it's week one every year, but it's just – you get so mad because we're used to watching us play so good. So, it's just – it was maddening. Hey, Zabo. Yeah. 
Saquon's back. Yeah. Uh, Dave is going to use the shit out of him, so it's just going to be one of those things where can his body hold up? I think but I said. I, I will give you that. He he looked special. He looked like he was playing at Iowa. Um, at Iowa? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the game at Iowa. Do you remember that game? Oh, the game at Iowa. Yep, 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 yep. It, it literally looked like he was the best player on the field every down. Um, yeah, he made Derrick Henry look like he wasn't that great. I think I said that I liked Barkley this year in our pre-draft because coming off of two years from the injury rather than one where a guy maybe isn't mentally 100% with his knee, I mean, the dude just looked legit again. Like, the reason I picked him at one that one year before he got hurt. Um, yeah, I mean, he was amazing. I That game was so fun to watch, too. Oh, I mean, it was. I loved it. I was so happy when Dable went for two. Like that's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of nuts we fucking need in the NFL. All right, we need guys that aren't afraid to go for two. He did the right thing; it worked out, and I'm happy the Giants got a win week one. That was cool. That was a really fun game to watch. It's just you know Zabo is always like these guys are made of glass, yada yada. And I guess we'll wait to see, but he was running like a man. So I really, I really hope he does well. Honestly, he's on Liam's team, so I hope he does well. Um, I mean, going, another wait, go ahead, Zach. Going back to people made of glass. I mean, Christian McCaffrey had ten attempts for thirty-three yards. So is he healthy? I don't know. I think Matt Rule's just a dumbass. Yeah, he had fourteen <laughs> touches. Christian McCaffrey played the mo- the second most snaps by a running back this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he's not fully healthy. I think Matt rules a dumbass. I think it's literally just, I think it's that simple. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the coach that's probably gonna get fired first this year. I think. How is he not? I, I'm saying he is. I thought he was fired. I thought he was gonna be fired last year. Is what I'm getting at. Like, I can't believe he's still had coach. Nobody likes him. Everybody just roasts him. He looks like an idiot out there on the sidelines. Yeah, he's probably gone before Thanksgiving, in my You've opinion. Or give just the ball. You've got to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, like rushing or whatever combined at least over 20 times a game, right? Like, that's not hard to do. 14 touches in a game that you lost by what would they lose by? What was the final score? They lost by one, I think, correct? They lost yeah. on a walk-off kickoff from a, a, York. a rookie kicker. Oh, yeah, the walk-off field goal. Remember the name? Yeah, could be Dave interesting. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. You 14 touches is just again, like I said, with the Packers game malpractice on Matt Rule's part. I don't know. I don't. I just. It's hard because we don't even know football at an expertise like level, and like we're just everybody's calling the same guys idiots. It's like, <laughs> how are you not figuring it out yourself? <laughs> all right, all right. I got a little off track. My bad. No, but, it's all good. It's all good. You um, know, Mahomes, he did – he's Mahomes. But the reason why he's on here, he had 34.5 points for Zabo was he had five touchdowns with like four or five minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. I hate um, watching that. I, I do want to point out I did tell Scherf I would trade him Mahomes for Lamar <laughs> right <laughs> after it. And uh, I'm really glad that Dylan wasn't for it because in the moment I was uh, feeling pretty good in the moment and I had Mark Andrews and I really wanted to pair him and Lamar because I think Lamar's going to have a really good year rushing ball. I mean I'm not it's week one 
Um, Mahomes is going to throw for five touchdowns every week unless he does, which if there's anybody that is going to, it's going to be him. But at the end of the day, Lamar had 20 points. Kind of struggled yeah. a little bit against the Jets, but at the end of the day, 20 points with only 17 rushing yards. I will take that out of Lamar. Yeah, that's a week Okay, one. did you see? Think... Did you see the celebration that Lamar did when he scored? Yeah, the plane. Not the best look. Like on 9/11, that's horrible. Dude, if you've not seen that I video yet, go to that. Twitter. Uh, go to Twitter. Look at that video. I, I, I will after the podcast, but that's bad. Come on now. So, like, when you go look at it, basically, he Against scores. the New York Jets? What in New York? Doing? In New York. In New York. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so, no one brought it up, but I saw a Twitter <laughs> video about it. And I was like, dude, that's so bad. It's really not funny, but, like, holy fuck. Not the best look. Jamar Chase, he had a one-handed catch that ended up not going. It wasn't a legal catch, but. The dude's insane. I mean, he's going to catch so many balls this year. And he had 1,400 yards last year. Like, I wonder who he's going to get this year. He looked better. He looked better. Um, I hate I hate to change the subject, but can you guys believe Deontay Johnson tapped his foot while getting thrown out of bounds? Yeah, he looked like the Jordan logo. You talk about the catch in overtime? Yeah. Like, yep, I saw that all, one. I saw that first catch. First of all, Trubisky is just like, I'm just going to trust him, I guess, and just chuck it up and – it looked like he got thrown like face planted into the ground and he tapped his foot at the last second. Also, before we uh, jump back into Chase, how long until the Steelers go to pick it? What's our over-under? Thanksgiving well, we... is pretty much where you got to determine what you're going to do with the rest of your season. I'm giving it week 10. Week 10? Wow. Just before deep. Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think Thanksgiving is around there. That's good. I think with TJ Watt being out possibly for a long time here, they may have to go to him sooner rather than later because you could have relied on your defense and then hopefully scored some points. But, like, that's a huge part of their defense they lost. They, they may need something to try and jumpstart their offense. Yeah, they yes. just weren't they weren't flowing, that's for sure. TJ Watt looks like the best player in the NFL while he was Oh, my playing. God. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I saw him get a amazing. sack and then, then, like, three plays later get an interception while, like, just trying to bat the ball down. It, it was scary. Yeah, he's an amazing football player. I really wanted the Packers to draft him when we. I think we passed on him. I think we traded down. It sucked. Also, you posted this on your story, but you just said Packers. It reminded me of it. Why did Fox have to throw up this graphic of how many receiving yards all the Packers had and then Devontae Adams? Because they like to stir up the pot, you know? Look, man, people don't like the Packers around the country. I mean, yes, fans travel well, but I feel like people are always rooting against small market teams. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the Packers agree. are also like a really successful franchise over the course of the NFL's existence. And I mean, there's a lot of Packer fans from elsewhere, but the people that aren't Packer fans do not like the Packers. No, I agree. But, um, but you know, Devontae, I don't, it sucked watching it, but he looked really, really, really good. Yeah. yeah, he sent Asante Samuel Jr. out of the screen when you were watching him run his route. I, you know, it looked like Justin Jefferson, so I think those guys might compete for the one spot. Yeah, I mean, going into the year, the fact that Devontae wasn't, like, kind of mocked as a first-rounder. I know Verts technically took him at 12 at the turn, 
But a lot of drafts, he wasn't going in the first round. I thought that was pretty idiotic. Yeah. I just didn't know what to expect with Carr. Like, I know he's really, really good, but... Guys like that, it doesn't matter. You're right. You're right. But I just didn't know how much Aaron Rodgers, like, getting him the ball and his ability to throw it would would change. Obviously, week one, can't freak out about it, but it's not going to change a lot. If anything, Carr got it to him and more. But go ahead, Zach. I do. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure J.C. Jackson didn't play, so they were down a corner. And obviously, J.C. Jackson's one of the best man coverage corners in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think that played a role onto it. But like, just just to branch off of that, like Justin Jefferson had Jair on him. <laughs> like those guys, <laughs> those guys are different. Cooper Cup still Cooper Cup, huh? Yeah, he gets open. Try to tell you. They, I think one of the commentators was just like. Cooper Cup's nickname in practice is always open. <laughs> I don't get so it. many targets. You look at his you look at his like numbers when he was coming out of the draft. He ran like a four six, has like a thirty inch vertical, like very average, like super average athlete, if anything below average. But if you ever watch his college highlights at Eastern Washington, the dude's the greatest FBS player of all time. And it's not close. It's the craziest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. And, like, he just took a little bit in the NFL to get to the level where he was dominating college, and I was just doing it in the NFL. And, like, I just couldn't believe what I was watching over and over again. It was just a repeat of last year, week one, like, already in week one. And the dude's just open all the time. doesn't matter what play, if it's broken, if it's planned, he's always open. Um, getting on to this next guy. Uh, I remember pre-draft, I was saying I was really high on A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. And AJ, I know it was against the Lions, but A.J. Brown looked like he did when he first got in the league on the Titans when Tannehill was respectable. Uh, he's going to be another guy that's going to really turn some heads this year. And the Eagles in general, like now that their division's in a muck, like I think the Eagles are coming this year now. Yeah, I like. I've always liked A.J. Brown a lot. The only thing that's stopping him from being in that elite, elite tier is literally health. That's all. That's all it is. Otherwise, the dude is about as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, I watched them play the Lions, and granted it was the Lions, but I don't think they're the Lions of five, six years ago. And watching Jalen Hurts play, I will have to say, I'm going to retract some of my words a little bit. He, He looked good. He looked good, and... I think their offense is very suitable to his play style. So, Can I get good a pick, Jordan. Out? Good pick, Jordan. Uh, Levi had AJ Brown. No, he's got Jalen Hurts though too. Oh yeah, and Booby. I mean that would be a great like if you had both like that would be pretty cool like all year, just because of how bad the division is. But I mean, also that kind of goes in, like I'm looking at your cursor now, like loser of the week, Devontae Smith. Like he was gone. He was nowhere to be found. Yeah, we're into the big losers of the week and. He's he was a loser for sure. Yeah, yeah. I um don't expect that moving forward. I think. Do you have targets? Um, I'll check for us. I don't even know because four of their they had four rushing touchdowns from four different people. Now, granted, Jalen Hurts is one of them, but Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, and Booby Sanders for the first time in two years had a rushing touchdown. Yeah, shout out Booby. He had four targets. That's. See, like, does he not get open, or is it just one of those things where the Eagles were gonna like script plays for their new toy with AJ Brown? Like, I don't know. 
I'm not sure. But I don't think it's time to panic on Devontae Smith yet. No. King Henry, 8.2 points there. Shout out Zabo. Yeah. Uh, I think he has a concussion after that linebacker completely derailed him. I've never seen that in my life. That was nuts. Who was that linebacker? I, Tay Johnson? That's what I was about to say. Tay Crowder? Um, something like that? Why, why wouldn't people talking about that guy versus Derrick Henry just having a bad game? Because I feel like that guy needs to be recognized because you don't do that. <laughs> you don't just run Derrick Henry over like that. I wouldn't no. say Derrick Henry had a terrible game, but like this is this is the pros and cons of Derrick Henry in fantasy. I mean, there's going to be weeks where he has 150 yards and two touchdowns, and he's going to be on the list of standout players. But like from my experience when I had him, I think two, three years ago, I mean, there's just a game or two a year where he's going to have 80 yards. And did he have a catch? Uh, no. Yeah. No, he just had 82 yards, and that's what sucks about like running backs is that like if you're not a pass catching back, you're not going to get a lot of points. Look, I think I think the Giants have a new energy this year. I think they're going to be a more respectable team. I mean, who knows if the Eagles get a significant injury, maybe they win the division. That's my hot take. Well, um the Cowboys are done. I think the Cowboys are going to be really bad. <laughs> oh my god, they're horrible. No, I think they're like maybe like a bottom tier team, like top like lower 10, lower 10 in the league. Look, we don't need to panic yet, but if I were to panic, I'd be panicking on Zeke and Tony Pollard if I'm you two. I would have to hope Zeke's going to do better because who's their backup quarterback? Dude, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. They look terrible, though. Who it is that? Matter. Like, you have to give the ball Dude, to Zeke. Dude, he won a game fight. last year, I think. You have to find a way to, to give the, the ball to Zeke. I'm not happy about the take, but, like, if Zeke is going to do anything this year, like, you're going to feed him, even if it's just passes. Like, he'll have six catches for 26 yards and 12 rushes for 75 yards. Like, oh, well, I'll take those points. I mean, look, man, I was watching the game. Zeke looks washed. Yeah, he's terrible. And he's he's out of shape. It for a while. People have been saying it for a while. I haven't really bought into it. Dude's just not who he was when he came into the league. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Kellen Moore. Because I saw the stat that he was averaging over 100 yards per game under Garrett. And now that Kellen Moore's off as coordinator, he's averaging like 60-some yards a game. I don't know what it is, but the dude's not the same. I, I do, I do, I will say, um, looking at the Browns with Jacoby Brissett leaning on their running backs nonstop, I could see the Cowboys relying on both their running backs nonstop as well. It's going to be both of them. It's not going to be just Zeke, and I know that now, but like, Good God, you'd have to hope something good was going to happen. I mean, Tony Pollard, when I look at four or four or six rushes for negative four yards at one point. Yeah, well, the Bucks beat the brakes off of them. The Cowboys didn't look prepared at all. No, they looked terrible. Yeah, I mean, you got to only assume they're going to be better because that was pathetic. I mean, the Bucks didn't look great either. I know, but they still – I think the Cowboys didn't even have a touchdown. I think they had three points. Yeah, I mean, they were terrible. Their offense was awful. Dak, I've never seen him play worse. Yeah. They don't, they don't have an means... offensive line anymore, and they don't have pass catchers because Gallup's out. And they've got, like, Tampa Bay has very respectable corners. Like, CD had 11 targets and two catches. Yeah. I mean, another another running back, I mean, Verts had to deal with, like I said earlier, was a goose egg from Cam Akers. He, was, <laughs> like, he didn't even play. Dude, I bet on Cam Akers over rushing yards and 
cost me going five for five. It sucked. I was <laughs> pissed. I mean, you can't freak out yet, but I mean, zero like a goose egg from the first running back that you chose in your draft. You can't be happy about that. He would be out of my starting lineup this coming week from Burtz. Burtz is one too, like you said. So who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, he's in the doghouse. I mean, I definitely wouldn't play him. Hey, shout out uh, Nick Wes, Nikki. How's the two tight ends working for you? Look, man, I'm going to tell you this right now. I had Pitts last year. Welcome to the Kyle Pitts experience. <laughs> 3.9 points for you. All you're going to hear all year long is about how amazing he is. And then he's going to have that week, and you're going to be like, holy shit. And then he's going to do this again. And you're going to be like, what the hell is happening? And it's because he's playing on the Falcons. And it sucks. He has Mariota throwing to him. It's just not good. It's not a good situation that he's in. I I just really want to chime in and say Mariota played great. I mean, for being Marcus Mariota. Shut the hell up. You're going to talk about Cordero now, aren't you? I can't listen. Yeah, He deserves to. He deserves to. They had a run game. They had a run game. I mean, Cordero had 22 rushes, 120 yards, a touchdown. Like, they could run the football on the Saints. That's traditionally a good run-stopping team. And they controlled the game for the most part until the second half when Michael Thomas was reborn. Like, like, what can you say about Cordero anymore, though? Like, this sucks. It's week one. We're not going to freak out. Dude, all last year, it's like, it's like so annoying. I get it. I'm with you, man. It's annoying. But it's like, how the hell is he going to get 22 touches and 120 yards and a touchdown? And you're going to be like, it's fraud when he's like still doing it. It's and everybody so... shit on him all offseason. He fell in the at every fantasy draft. It could be an absolute steal for Zach. And I think be. he's still projected low points anyways. Yep. He is. It's just so ugly, the fact that like the dude was like literally like Percy Harvin out of the league and then just resurrects out of nowhere. Yeah. It's I I don't think there's ever been a precedent for a guy that's been in the league 10 years and just been written off like that, and then now he's, like, really good. Well, we're yeah. going to keep an eye on it because when he gets a five-point game, the first guy to be on him is going to be me. So <laughs> Mike Williams, you know, he only had three points. I don't think this is going to continue considering, you know, Booby will let you touch on it, but I thought he would have had more – catches or like even yards for a longer catch Justin Herbert just couldn't connect them downfield or what was up Herbert's really good Herbert's really good and he was spreading the ball around like crazy I mean I I'm at, I'm at the point where I don't think you could make a top five quarterback list in the NFL and not have Herbert on it mm-hmm. yeah he's he's my pick for MVP um, I am jealous Joel has Josh Palmer because I know Keenan Allen's gonna miss some time and I think Mike Williams is obviously going to go up. Wouldn't even panic about it, but keep an eye on Josh Palmer. Keenan Allen um, hurts to lose him week one. Um, from his words, sounds like he's feeling pretty good for a hamstring. And from everything I've looked at, seems like he's going to be out like a week or two. He will not be playing Thursday night. That is a given. I don't know why they're entertaining it. He's not playing. But those are kind of our winners and losers of this past week. And, you know, you some guys are 1-0, some guys are 0-1 now. And, you know, we can't freak out too much, you know. But looking at those top performers, right, those obviously those top receivers, they did really well. Quarterback Mahomes did well. I know uh, Allen did well too. But 
Like, what do you make of a running back position now? And I, I, I want to ask this question because Nick Chubb had 150 yards, and I think he only had 15 points for Jordan. And I know, like, pass catching backs are really valuable, but if you're going to rush for 150 yards and only have 15 points, I don't know. You've got to be in the 20s for points somehow. And maybe this is a, a question we bring up later in the league, and I've been talking about it, but a bonus for getting 100 rushing yards because I just don't think people will rush for 100 yards often anymore. Dude, what I thought was super crazy was say, um, Jonathan Taylor having 35 touches. It's absurd. <laughs> I mean, a, a bump after 100 yards sounds like good news for Cordero because I think he's going to rush for it a lot this year. <laughs> but I do think the PPR being introduced has just made receivers so elite, especially if you get like Vert's getting the Debo Tay duo. I think he's gonna really like his team this year, just because Debo also is a running back. I I just think it receivers are probably gonna turn out to be more valuable than running backs unless there's a change made because of how where the NFL is going, like the direction it's going. If you look at all the top scores at the running back position. There was only one running back in the top ten that had less than three catches, and that was Jake Saquon. Robinson. Saquon yeah, had that six, was, but that was touchdown oriented from James Robinson, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. he had. I think he only had one. No, so if you're a running two. back like um, Nick Chubb, who's going to get touches, right? But maybe not the touchdowns, like. There's some other guys that run the ball really hard. Like, what if, what if Saquon didn't score a touchdown, right? I mean, look at look at Derrick Henry. He had 82 yards, but he only had 8.2 points. Now, that's fine. We're going to leave it there. But, like, if he was to get those extra 18 yards and you give him a two-point bump from getting 100 points, that makes it to 12, and that's an okay for just rushing for 100 yards. I don't know, just some thoughts I was having because, like you said, the wide receiver position is going to get real nasty here if these guys keep getting good. A guy that I – um. Was questionable on coming into the year. I just didn't know how I felt about him. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the game last night, but, like, why are they splitting time in Denver? I have no idea. Like, Javante Williams? Um, I did, unfortunately, miss the game. But I also did see Javante had a fumble. Maybe it's like they're trying to make someone earn it. Melvin Gordon had a fumble as well. They both fumbled, yeah. Oh, well, then that's the thing. Maybe they don't know who to trust. Javante had 11 catches. What that's, the? Did he really? That's like Najee last year. Yeah, he had 11 what? catches, and he had seven carries for 43 yards. And he's on Levi's team, right? Yep. Dude. Levi's got Levi's got a good team. Oh, God, yeah. I, I we... said, dude, he was low in the rankings, like the projections when we were reading him off last week, and I told you I really like Levi's team. No, we've been saying this since Levi Drash. I don't know what ESPN was looking at, but, I mean, Cream Hunt was a vulture like he always has. Shout out. Nick was Nikki, we're not part of the chunt, but we'll always be the chunt. There's a new chunt. <laughs> I just said the word chunt way too many times than I should have in about 30 seconds. <laughs> it's just it's funny. Another running back I kind of want to touch on real quick is Clyde Edwards Alaire. <laughs> he went nutty and catching the ball, but I don't think it's sustainable, but I'll take it. <laughs> I don't think it is either. He was kind of catapulted by two uh touchdowns. So Look, oh, yeah. look for Mitch to trade him to Verts for like a good receiver and Cam Akers. Oh yeah, Verts, we can uh, we can talk there. <laughs> All I know is Adam lost, and he's got to be in Verts' DMs already. Well, he has to be. Oh, I know Verts was texting Bird. 
<laughs> Come on, I haven't Darryl even Ridden. thought about it. I haven't even thought about looking at anybody else's rosters. Yeah, I was texting Dylan, and Dylan was a good sport about losing. But let's just say I had some memes made, and they were ready to be sent after the game. You're so ugly for having them made already. Like, this oh. is who we have to deal with. People not in our league, this is the person we have to deal with on a daily basis when it comes to this stuff. I'm yeah. a good sport because if I'm going to lose, I want to lose the way I lost. I don't want to have hope. Like, well, Liam, how Liam lost last night on the Jerry Judy 70-yard touchdown. That's, <laughs> that's heartbreaking. Like, that's Couldn't the do type anything. of shit where shit's going to be talked. I just, you know, if a team really outplays me like that, like, what am I going to say? Like, oh, this is bullshit. Blah, blah. No, like, hats off. They played way better than my team. Dude, what happened? So I actually was flipping back and forth the games. The Houston-Indianapolis game. Yeah. Davis Mills. They like, blew that a was 17, insane. They blew a 17 or 16-point lead. Davis, Davis Mills might need some respect. I mean, I'm not saying he's good or great. But he knows how to lead a team. I mean, they they stuck with him. Now nah, I'll give you a hot take. He's the best quarterback out of last year's draft class. Who even is there? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Really? I like Davis Mills better than Trevor Lawrence. Do you think Trevor Lawrence is a Jacksonville problem or a Trevor Lawrence problem? I think, I think there's both. a lot. <laughs> I okay. I I agree, Dylan, in terms of performance. But I do want to point out Trevor Lawrence's first coach was Urban Meyer. I I understand. My thing is, though, like, there's still times where you're watching the Jags and, like, Lawrence does it, like, four or five times a game where you're like, what the hell was that? Dude, he's he like Brett like, Favre. He missed, like, four or five throws that were like, come on, dude. Yeah. There were also some drops, though, on ETN. Like, yep. I think ETN dropped two touchdowns. Dude, ETN could have been a massive week one performer, but he just – he he crumbled. He crumbled under the pressure. Speaking of drops, you already know where I'm going with this. Stop. Yeah, it was one of the worst things I saw. I thought it was Marquez Valdez Scantling still on the Packers. Christian Watson drops a 75, probably plus touchdown right out of the bread basket. I mean, it couldn't have been a better throw. I mean, it was everything you ever wanted as a player. Great route. I go, I go back and forth on the situation. I want to hear you guys talk about it now that we've had some time to digest it a little bit. I think he's going to be fine. I, I just think that it was his first game. It was his first, like, couple downs. Like, he, I can only imagine how he felt Aaron Rodgers looking to you as the wide receiver one, trying to live up to Devontae. And it was rocking in Minnesota. They were very loud. I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, um, to piggyback off that, I think what it taught me more than the drop was that man is got elite speed. I mean, the amount of space that he had off of a pure go route. I mean, there was a couple other clips I saw on Twitter of like him just burning past the safeties. Like, if we get our tackles back and we can protect Rodgers, the man's going to be open downfield. Like, there are going to be big plays waiting for him. And I think that miss opportunity is only going to be good for him moving forward. And I think you're going to see a monster touchdown from in a few weeks. I was really upset. I was like, how Like, how do you miss that? You know, you're training to be a professional football player. Like, how do you miss that? But when you take everything into account, kind of like you already touched on, 
in Minnesota, divisional game, rivalry, game of the week. Aaron Rodgers, your number one receiver, it's your first play ever as an NFL player. I was like, you know what? Let's just pump the brakes on this a little bit, give him a chance. I just hope Aaron Rodgers gives him a chance. I hope he doesn't just stop going to him. Yeah, I think I think he'll go to him. I just think Rodgers was so fed up with the game just because the dude was getting hit almost every play, like hard. He's getting hit really freaking hard. It just like makes that... me it makes me upset when Rodgers when games go that way, he just there's just times where Rodgers when he's bad, he's really bad. Like, I don't know. He He did it in the Saints game last year, week one. When he's bad, he's bad. Like, I don't know what else way to put it, but at the end of the day, he's going to come back and he's going to look like an MVP against the Bears, and that's just the story. Like, everybody's going to freak out about the Packers week one. It happens every year. And, you know, in the LaFleur era, we've scored seven, ten, and three points in three out of the four games. Well, yeah, hopefully we can, you know, look at those positions a little bit more, wide receiver, running back, and, Kind of see how it plays out throughout the year. Um, take it a look into next week. Um, our game of the week that we're going to decide on and keep, we're going to keep record of who picks the right player here. But um, our next game of the week is going to be the Pen Zach Zabrowski, versus the Golden Stallions, Jordan Krieger. They are both 1-0. <clears throat> this is for the division lead, and they both were two of the top three point scores last year. So let's see how consistent they can be. So looking at the matchup, I mean, Mahomes, Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, you can't ask for much more. You know, yeah. if I were to pick who's going to win, I'm going to go Zach. Um, I'm notoriously cursed. And uh, in my <laughs> head, I want to say Jordan, so I'm going Zach. Zabo, who are you picking? Obviously yourself, but why? Um, You know, I, I honestly think uh, – there's a lot of games in there that favor me, even though it doesn't really look like it. Like I have a feeling either Derrick Henry is going to bounce back against Buffalo or Buffalo's going to drop 18 points again. And I guess the Broncos kick a million field goals. So I think Brandon McManus might be a good kicker going forward. It'd be like a 10, like guaranteed points per week. Um, you know, Michael Thomas is back. I like my tight end over his a lot, Mark Andrews over Hayden Hurst. Um, not a huge fan of his receivers. I mean, if Jerry Judy doesn't get that 67-yard touchdown, I mean, who knows what the type of game he has. But I don't know. I just feel comfortable. I just feel really good. My take on this is I definitely think you have the better overall team. I do. But I do not think that your matchups favor opposed to his. Um his top three players, Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, and Nick Chubb, they play the Vikings, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Jets. And your top three players, Mahomes, Derrick Henry, and Cordell Patterson, they play the Chargers, Buffalo, and the Rams. So I'm going to take Jordan this week on our game of the week, just solely based off that. But looking at your roster, I do think you have the better overall roster. I do, I do want to just say one thing about Jordan's best player. Jacksonville has Indianapolis's number. Like last year, they didn't make the playoffs because they couldn't do anything against Jacksonville. So I actually think that Jonathan Taylor might not be as great as you think he might be. Yeah. Um. Another thing I want to point about Jordan's roster is Booby. He's probably going to give him the go again this week after 18 <laughs> points. Um. He's going to learn. 
Um, he's yeah, get, Minnesota. He's going to get really upset on Monday Night Football when he sees he's got Boston him in there. Scott. He's going to see Boston Scott come in on the goal line, standing at five foot four, and it's going to make no sense why he's getting all the goal line touches. And then they're going to pull him out of the game on third down, and then Gainwell's going to come in, and you're going to be like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then later in the game, you're like, "Holy shit, Miles Sanders in on the goal line," and then it's going to be a read option for Jalen Hurts, <laughs> and you're going to be I mean, like, "This sucks. This this life sucks." I'm really happy that Booby played well week one. He has been an elite rusher for three <laughs> years now. His yards per carry are insane. But the literal fact is he doesn't score. And I'm happy to see him get into the end zone this last week. But he just is going to get vultured over and over and over again. And I hope I'm wrong, Jordan. I hope I'm cursing it because, you know, I root for the guy too. So... I mean, I just I just want to point out he's got four Eagles in his lineup and they're playing Minnesota. I think Minnesota's gonna be hot for a while. Like at all of September, I think they're gonna be hot. James Conner going to the Raiders against Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And the Cardinals look pitiful. So I don't know. I think his matchups are worse. It, yeah, it, he's going all in on the Eagles for sure. Yeah, it pains me to say this. I don't give I don't give a rat's ass about Everflus. I don't care about Dan Campbell. I hate saying that I, I do really like Kevin O'Connell and it sucks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's so, a, I think he's a good coach. Game of the week, we've got Booby going Zach, Zach going himself, obviously, and I'm going Jordan. Looking towards the bottom half of the league of losers week one. We're not gonna freak out yet, but we're just gonna keep it on garbage bull watch because we've got two games that are both against on one teams. Um Myself, I play Booby this week, and then Adam plays Reed this week. Which matchup do you want to talk about first? I think we talk about us, right? I'm just looking at it's it's way too early. You can't freak out, but we're going to look at it because whoever loses this next week is going to be 0-2. And I know it's still a long way out, but to be 0-2 and two games removed when someone's going to be 2-2 and and maybe 1-1, and but your team's got to play well. And I guess my team just didn't play well last week. So I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried a little bit. I got to see some better play come out of Austin Eckler who only had 12 points. Yeah. Um, my running backs are going to have to have massive weeks. Uh, I mean, Brandy cooks is going to be up against certain. It's not good. And I'm very, uh, nervous about the Miami game for Lamar and Bateman with Xavier Howard and Mike McDaniel looks to have that team really functioning. Well, I, I, they were impressive on Sunday. You know, this is this, I think I'm going to have to say it's a toss up. I don't know if I can pick a person who I think is going to win just because of like a lot of the matchups in here. Like, I don't know how Mitch is going to continue to start Zeke, but I get it. You have to maybe throw Clyde up there and, I don't know, get weird with Chris Olave. I don't know. I, I don't like your guys' matchups. Like, the Giants sat Derrick Henry down and smacked him like a little kid, and Christian McCaffrey's got to play him, and Matt Rule won't give him the ball. My argument would like, be Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah, and then we, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then we'll go Then we'll go back to Mitch's side. Clyde edwards Larry's probably not going to have two receiving touchdowns again. But you got to hope Atlanta's bad enough that he just gets one rushing touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I know the Packers' defense was pretty pitiful, but they're going to go into Chicago, and I think the Packers' defense is going to mop the floor with them. So maybe Mitchell gets the edge with some defensive points. I just think the Colts, 
And the Jags, they just I don't get it. The Jags just beat the Colts. It's what, weird. What um uh what who plays Atlanta? The Were you talking about Edwards Alaire when you said hopefully he gets a touchdown? That was my no. bad. I, I I looked at Edwards Hilaire, but then I looked at Atlanta under Allen Robinson. I'm sorry. I yeah. messed up on it. Chargers are even worse for Edward like Hilaire. That's yeah, Khalil Mack looks like a grown man still. Look here, here's the biggest issue here going into this week. I'm choosing between Tyler Lockett and Jacoby Myers. Never want to be the situation you're in. Lockett was uninspiring last night. And Jacoby Myers won't get more than 15, but he won't get less than seven. I think my team really relies on my receiver play. I mean, I know Zeke's going to be fucking Zeke. He's going to either get 500 or zero. So I'm not worried about that, but... Marquise Brown and Cortland Sutton didn't have great weeks, but they didn't have terrible weeks last week. So I think it comes down to, the, to that for me. But we're not going to vote on this game. We just wanted to you know, keep those two games on watch. We'll re- re- revisit them next week. But another matchup of 0-1 teams is Adam and Reed. I really like Reed's running backs this week. Yeah. Is he starting Henderson? He is. Yep. You have to. After and what we saw Arizona from Kingmakers, I don't know terrible. why you wouldn't. Or I was looking at Renfro. I think Renfro's going to do well, too. Oh, wow. San Francisco put Elijah Mitchell on IR? Yep. Oh, yeah. You didn't what's hear the that? Waiver I wasn't going to say what's anything. The, what's the waiver wire order? Nope. We're not going to do this. We're not going to talk about the waiver wire because we don't want to give anything away. I'm not going to talk about the waiver wire, but I'm just saying I want to know what the order is. Um, the order is Reed, then me. Yeah, I was going to say. it's prob- Reed's probably getting Jeff Wilson. He is. If he's yeah. first, he is. Like, yeah, he is. there's nothing else to talk about there. Yeah, he's first. And then if he doesn't, I'm second, so no one else is getting him after that. And maybe I just gave away that Reed's going to take him, but hopefully, you know, doesn't listen to it till later. But <laughs> I mean, I, I respect everyone in the league to know that if you're, one of your running backs gets hurt, you go pick up their handcuff and Reed's the handcuff god. So. Unless they listen to this before they go to bed, waivers will run over the night. And... Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. But, I mean, we're not going to vote on this one either. We're just going to keep an eye on those two games, and we'll check in with them um, later on this week. So, good first week. You know, we had some ups and downs, a lot of movement throughout the league, and, you know, guys that we thought we would do good would dig good, and then there wasn't too many, you know, hiccups, I guess, in terms of the league. No, I – uh I thought William was the biggest surprise. Just proves that your projections and your picks can sometimes mean nothing because everything popped off for him. Everything worked out. And we'll see if that continues moving forward. I know T. Higgins getting hurt kind of had a lot to do with Tyler Boyd having a good week. But, yeah, well, William's, William's somebody to monitor here moving along. Yeah, especially with Saquon popping off. If Saquon's like he was when he was a rookie, he's going to be feeling pretty good all year long. All right. Well, good luck to everyone this week. Um, more importantly to Jordan, because I do want you to beat Zach. Not that I thought his team was better, but I just want to see Zach lose this week. So there we go. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Peace out. We'll see you.
Just wanted to let you know that I love you if you made it this far. Let me know if you made it this far. Shoot me a text. Whatever you got to do to make it known. Maybe even just retweet or spread the word about the podcast. But we appreciate you no matter what.